0: This is Wicket's
1: World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Well, a happy Friday to you. Cold today in Des Moines. Freezing cold today in Des Moines. But this weekend it's going to get warm. <laughs> 40s all weekend, 50 on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully your weekend is getting off on a uh, good start. A lot of football to get to, even though we have no actual football to talk about. Real real competitive uh, action coming up this weekend. We do have the Pro Bowl games, which I did not even realize were on last night. Um, You know, the Pro Bowl itself has been a joke of a contest, but I always knew when it was always the Sunday after, or Sunday before the Super Bowl, except for that one year, and then it was in between championship weekend and the big game, and so I was like, okay, cool, the Pro Bowl games will be on coming up this Sunday, and while it's not good football, traditionally, the Pro Bowl, it was still always football, and while you may say, well, I didn't watch it, guess who did? Millions of people like it was still like the highest rated cable event of every weekend. More people are going to watch whatever this version of the Pro Bowl is or the previous iterations where there is no real hitting and no tackling. And, you know, it's not football by what we love every Sunday. More people are going to watch that or whatever this is coming up in two days than the Grammys and the Grammys are on free TV. I don't know what channel the Pro Bowl games are on. ESPN, NFL Network. I, I i don't know. But more people will be watching that, I think, than the Grammys this weekend. Because I don't know anybody who's like, man, Grammys. Woo! I mean, Elvis Costello's up for best rock album. <laughs> All right? That's not real. Come on. Get out of here. Uh, so the uh, the thing kicked off yesterday. I did not watch it. Kira, what did you watch last night? Did you watch the Pro Bowl games Uh, The first of the skills competition. Uh, No. No. What? No. What'd you watch? Oh, God. Uh, Did you watch anything last night? YouTube. Something on YouTube. Okay. My wife and I began. Usually this is the way it works for us. We start watching something, and I can tell if she's going to continue to episode two or we take a break after an hour and a half to go to bed because I have to wake up real early. And so last night, we started by watching. There's a, a Netflix docu-series on the GameStop stock thing that happened back in 2020. My wife's not going to make it to episode two because she told me, at night, I like to watch something mindless or I can play Candy Crush. <laughs> I said, okay. So we were watching that, and then we stopped, and we got cleaned up, and I'm watching the end of the uh, the Iowa game last night, and the great Caitlin Clark will talk more about. But the, uh, the Pro Bowl game's going to go on. All right. That's fine. And we're going to talk about uh, Derek Carr here to lead the uh, the show off. And if you didn't see, Derek Carr went wild yesterday. Now, the, the Pro Bowl games are being played in Las Vegas. And instead of the ridiculous no-defense Pro Bowl that we got in the past, we get some skills competitions. There's a game of dodgeball. I think they played dodgeball last night. The longest drive. precision pre- Precision passing. And the first round of best catch. There's a lightning round of mini games. Players are tossing water balloons. I mean, it's fun, right? Like, I remember growing up watching some of the skills competitions, and I enjoyed that. You would see the quarterbacks. Was, back in my day, it was Marino, or it was uh, Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, a very young Brett Favre. even the ball down the field. I don't even know if they still do all that kind of stuff or did that kind of stuff because the game didn't have any... Anybody driving you to watch it because the Pro Bowl, a lot of these guys are opting out of this thing. Take, for example, Josh Allen. I saw a great meme. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills opted out of the Pro Bowl due to injury. He's playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am golf event out in California. And a great meme is like, yep, we've all been there. Josh Allen calling in sick to go golf. <laughs> it's like, the guy, it's a good line. It's a really good line. So Derek Carr, as you know, and we're going to talk a lot about quarterbacks in the carousel because a major nugget dropped this week when you're trying to divvy up who is playing where and which quarterbacks are going to be going to different places. And you're going to hear from that nugget if you haven't already heard the GOATS message to everyone. That's coming up in a little bit. So Derek Carr, of course, isn't going to be a Las Vegas Raider come next season. We already knew that when they benched him for Stidham with a couple of games to go, protecting him from injury. He would even, like, go to the facility or travel with the team. So Carr, because if there was a, an injury clause that kicked in before the Super Bowl, I think, that his 2023 salary of $40 million is com- is completely guaranteed. So It's a little surprising, actually, to see Carr participate in anything this week. Anything at all. Here's uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler on why this move of cutting Carr or trading Carr, moving on from Carr, could happen sooner rather than later. Really, a trade or a release could happen at any point. I've talked to multiple league executives who say, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him this weekend because he's got the Pro Bowl. And if for some reason he got hurt, which nobody expects, then that $40 million would kick in for injury. Automatically, Raiders would be on the hook for that. Why would you eat? Like, that's a great point. If you're the Vegas Raiders, wouldn't you automatically cut carr so you don't get any any chance of an injury that knocks him out for the year or any sort of injury that would turn on the forty million dollars or forty three million dollars or whatever he's gonna you know supposed to get guaranteed in case of injury, should it happen this weekend? Why would it's amazing that they're still waiting around. I don't know, they're probably trying to get somebody to give him a fifth-round pick for Derek Carr. But why would you give up a fifth-round pick if you just have to wait it out? He's got a no-trade clause, so it's not like Derek Carr can just say, or you know, like the Raiders can just say, all right, Carr, we're sending you to the Jets. If he doesn't want to go to the Jets, he can say, no, he's got a full no-trade clause. If I am the Raiders, I don't even let Carr get to Sunday, part two of the games, as a member of my organization, and it was funny because if you see Carr, you know everybody's wearing their hat for their for their team that they're play, that they play for, right? Carr's wearing a red hat that says NFL. It's got the NFL logo on it. He's not even wearing a Raider hat. Last night when he was in the competition, the uh, the precision passing and and let me tell you, Carr went off. He he let he leads the competition right now, or the AFC leads because of him. He had. 31. He had to get 16 points, and you hit targets. Further ones are worth four and moving ones. You know how that works. So he had 31 yesterday. Blew away everybody else in the competition, right? And then he gets interviewed about how well he has performed as a Las Vegas Raider in Las Vegas.
0: Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot.
1: It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, bro. That was fantastic. Talked to, uh, I think it was Ryan Clark from ESPN right there. He's never been that hot. Probably why he's going somewhere else. The guy holds every passing record for the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Las Vegas slash Oakland slash LA slash Oakland Raiders have had some pretty good quarterbacks, some pretty explosive offenses. I mean, Rich Gannon won an MVP playing for that organization. But Carr, who's been there for about 10 years, he holds every record in the Raider book, and took that shot at the organization, which I kind of liked. <laughs> and I did want you to hear this other bit from uh, from Carr, because the biggest off-season move, maybe of all of last off-season, was when the Green Bay Packers traded Devonte Adams, Carr's college teammate. They traded Devonte to the Raiders, which is where he wanted to go. And people, you know, you, you talk to Packers fans. And they're always like, oh, the Packers cheaped out, the Packers cheaped out, the Packers cheaped out. They didn't cheap out on Devontae. They actually offered Devontae Adams more money. He just didn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. He wanted to be on the West Coast. You've probably heard this before. And he wanted to play with this guy that he played with in college. And that is Derek Carr. And so yesterday, after the skills competition, here's uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr talking about his one year and the relationship he has with Devontae Adams.
0: We care more about each other than we care about what we do. And so there's a love there, there's a friendship there that will be for life. Whether we wear the same jersey or not, maybe this is the last time we wear the same jersey. you know. But to do it in the Pro Bowl back in Allegiant Stadium is going to be fun for sure. I won't speak for him, but it's just been it's been a good time. I mean, we're in the NFL, man. We're going into our 10th year. It's my fourth Pro Bowl. He's on his fifth or sixth Pro Bowl, whatever it is. And two kids just out of Fresno State
1: and drafted in the second round to be able to do that. It's pretty special. Remember, when he says Pro Bowl, remember this. He means, air quote, pro bowl. It's a flag football game they're playing in coming up on Sunday. Which by the way, you can still get hurt in flag football. I mean, you hear about it all the time. Uh long time ago I used to work at a radio station in Milwaukee and they had a media game, all right, a media basketball game for the Bucks. One dude got injured on the fir- in the first minute, all right, a member of the media. Now we are not in any way finely tuned athletes. Like Derek Carr or any of the people who are playing on Sunday in the Pro Bowl. But the dude blew out his ACL in the first minute. Derek Carr can get hurt in the first on the first play. It you you know how it is, these guys. They twist wrong, they pop wrong, they plant wrong, something goes, a non contact injury. Like there's just because they're really not hitting in the Pro Bowl, air quote Pro Bowl coming up on Sunday, doesn't mean the risk for injury is completely gone you could still, I mean, again, I'm 41, and I'm not an in-shape athlete, but you know how it is. Sometimes you just stand up, and you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. But these guys are still going to be running and jumping and trying to elude other guys. It happens all the time. How many times do you hear about athletes playing basketball or whatever they're doing in the offseason, and they get hurt? Happened to Zach Greinke. Happens all the time. So I would not be surprised. I don't wish it. But if this goes awry for any of these guys, and we're talking about Pro Bowl, the highest-level dudes, if they get hurt in this game, this part of the competition is going to go away. The Pro Bowl games are going to be gone because there's so much money at stake with these NFL players. And you talk about a meaningless game. This is the most meaningless of them all. Most meaningless of all of the All-Star games. The Pro Bowl flag football game. One more from Derek Carr. he, he, he's, I don't know Derek Carr. You have probably seen the meme where he looks kind of like a satanic possessed de- devil on the sideline where he's got his chin kind of down like this, and he's looking up like my kids do when they're mad. He sounds like a good dude, and, and, and here he shows a lot of love to the organization, even though this is going to be the last time probably on Sunday that he wears a Raiders jersey.
0: I mean, we got choices, you know, decisions to make, and it's an exciting time. It really is. I'm thankful for my time here in Las Vegas and in Oakland. I'll always be thankful and grateful, but it comes a time when it's just it's time to move on, and that's this time. I'm excited. Can't wait to see where God takes us next. I'm gonna give that city everything that I have. But for just one more time, you know, I get to represent the Raiders. You know, I'm excited to do that for our fans to get to say goodbye in our stadium. Didn't know what my next time in the stadium would be, but for it being the fourth Pro Bowl, that's a pretty good time.
1: I can't say I was right about a lot with my preseason predictions, but I had the Raiders as the worst team in the AFC West. They were the second worst that the Broncos were because I don't look at Derek Carr as a quarterback who was just missing a receiver, was just missing a Devontae Adams. They actually had a pretty good offense last year when they were thrown a Hunter uh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Renfro and Waller when he was healthy. I mean, I know what happened with, the the wide receiver who killed somebody on the Vegas strip. And I understand that things in that dynamic and everything changed, but they basically brought in Josh McDaniels. The team sputtered a lot. Carr didn't look, I mean, he had his worst year since his rookie season and now they're moving on. So basically the Raiders are, are choosing Josh McDaniels over Derek Carr to go forward. And no, nobody knows what's going to happen with Carr. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Devontae Adams. Nobody knows what's going to happen with this Raiders team, but Carr's going to move on, and I hope he has some success. Again, I don't think he's in the same you, – you don't clap, you know, put him in the same tier as Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen. I used to say Rodgers, but I can't say that right now. <laughs> Wish I could. Can't say that about Russ. Can't say that about Rodgers. Can't say that about Tom Brady. Times are changing. Now, you put that elite-level quarterback where it's Mahomes and – Jalen Hurts probably because of his dual threat. A healthy Lamar is in that conversation, but Lamar hasn't been healthy for the last two seasons, so I'm not 100% sure I can put him in that conversation as well. But uh, the best to Derek Carr. And if I'm the Raiders, I cut him today. No one is going to bite on giving you anything other than a seventh-round pick when they can just get him for nothing if that's the place he wants to go because of his no-trade clause. They're really in a pickle. Cut him before any chance of him getting hurt happens on Sunday. That's what I would do. All right, coming up, the biggest, well, the biggest, a big domino fell this week when we're all trying to figure out the quarterback roulette. I want to run through some of the quarterbacks that are available in the NFL and also teams that need quarterbacks and how fits would work. Of course, rookies play into this with the draft coming up. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket here on 1021-FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
0: Follow us on Twitter at ESPNDSM. This is Wicket's World on 1021-FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
1: 1021-FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. What's up? My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. We have uh, Drake basketball all weekend. How about Drake, the men taking down UNI a couple of nights ago? Absolutely fantastic. Back in first place. Huge weekend of college basketball in the state. Iowa gets ready for Illinois. There's, there's a whole ticket story we're going to talk about before we get out of here before we have time about the Orange Crush and the shenanigans they tried to pull to get cheap tickets for the game coming up at Carver-Hawkeye. Iowa State, who is... At one point, I think they were like 15-2, and and now they've dropped three of four, including uh, they lost an embarrassing game to Texas Tech a couple of nights ago. Now they get Kansas at Hilton, and Drake is at Valpo. You can hear tomorrow night's Drake and Valpo game coming up 530 right here on ESPN Des Moines. So the offseason, of course, was going to be held hostage by two old quarterbacks. One, Aaron Rodgers, who we're going to talk about at more length coming up in just a bit, because there are... Three seasons in the NFL. There's a regular season, there's a postseason, and there's Aaron Rodgers' season. Those are the three seasons of the NFL. We'll get to 12 coming up, my 12, Aaron Rodgers, coming up in just a bit. But TB 12 dropped the medium sized bomb on everybody when he let us know from the beach officially the 45 year old Hall of Fame GOAT is done.
0: Morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. We're good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long winded. Like You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, My competitors, Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream.
1: I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. He cut it because you could tell it was actually getting to him. That the emotion of it actually being over was getting to him. Now, that came out on February 1st, two days ago, which was one year to the date the last time uh, Brady retired. And so everybody making jokes, you've seen it, Groundhog Day, Tom Brady retires again. This isn't a Brett Favre situation, all right? He's done. He's 45. He, he's absolutely done, all right? There's no, there's no doubt and, well, 99% sure I'd say he's done. I mean, every, everybody has said everything about Tom Brady in the last three days that I could possibly say, right? He's got nothing else to prove. Obviously on the decline, but still able to play at a pretty high level last year. I mean, Tampa had absolutely no running game, so Brady had to throw. And I think he was first in the NFC in passing yards and, you know, t- top two or three in passing touchdowns. But he didn't look like Tom. He didn't look like Tom Brady. Obviously, Tampa going eight and nine. Not a great year. Got to the playoffs, but nobody expected them to do a whole heck of a lot. I thought they might beat Dallas and then be done, but they were the inferior team on the field. In that playoff game. And so the announcement comes two days ago. It, it, seven rings, six time All Pro, 15 time Pro Bowler. The dude made the playoffs in 20 of 21 seasons in the NFL. That's in, just think about that. 20 out of 21, you're, you make the playoffs. He's got 2,000 more passing yards in the Super Bowl than the next guy. He has 10 more passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl than the next guy who happens to be Joe Montana, all right? And that, of course, led to all the jokes and everybody saying the exact same thing, I think, about Aaron Rodgers. Well, now Rodgers is definitely not going to retire. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to retire because there's no way Aaron Rodgers' ego will let him go in to the Hall of Fame as the second biggest name on the ballot. That's not happening, all right? It's five years from now. Tom Brady will be in. He will be the main attraction. He will be giving the emotional speech. Brady's going in first ballot. Everybody knows that, and he'll be the headliner. Aaron Rodgers might have the biggest ego in football, or one of them, and he doesn't want to go in as number two, all right? So I hope you placed a bet on Aaron Rodgers playing again and not retiring in 2023. We're all waiting for that official announcement from Rodgers. We're all waiting, right? So Brady's done. Also, by the way, J.J. Watt is done too. So that's going to be a pretty darn good class, whoever else gets in five years from now. But you know J.J. Watt's going to be in there as a three-time defensive player of the year, and you know Brady's going to be in there. There's no way Rodgers wants to be any part of that. From a football perspective, coming back one year, this wasn't like Brett Favre's last year when he looked old when he got banged up. He was Brady wasn't great. He was fine. He was above average. He wasn't he wasn't Nathan Peterman. You know somebody was saying Brady sucked this year. Brady didn't suck this year. Brady wasn't great this year. He was good this year. He wasn't vintage Brady. He wasn't Hall of Fame Brady. But he still put up good numbers. And if you had him in fantasy. More weeks than not, he got you good scores because he threw for a lot of yards. He had to. He threw for a lot of yards. He threw for a lot of touchdowns. But that wasn't a real good team. And you think about the year for Tom Brady and Brady coming back to go 8-9. and And I know people dislike Brady because he wins a lot, the deflate gate stuff. I'm a Brady guy. I like watching greatness. All right? It kind of sucked to watch Brady go out the way that he did. In my in my own opinion, just because I like watching. Like John Elway had the greatest go out on top moment ever, right? I think there's going to be one of those coming up in eight days, nine days, if the Chiefs win. No, Mahomes not retiring. But I believe if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl, I think he's done. I think if he can go through this one more time, conceal the deal, get two with Mahomes. Not a lot of NFL coaches have multiple Super Bowl titles. I think Andy Reid's going to go off Elway style and retire. I believe that. If he loses, I don't know, maybe he comes back and they try to run it back. I'm not 100% sure. But I kind of wish Brady had gone out looking better than he did than they did in that playoff game. But from the, the other side of this, and everybody's talking about this, You know, Brady retired, unretired, and then all the rumors started swirling about his relationship with Giselle. And then the divorce happened. And anybody who's ever gone through a divorce, whether you're the divorced person or you have friends or family, my parents are divorced. As a kid, that sucked. As an adult, you know, you watch, I've got friends that have gone through divorces. You feel bad for them. And their their life sucks at work. Their personal life is in shambles. And you feel bad because I think we've all known Tom Brady like we have all think we've known Tom Brady for the last 25 years. His dad was on ESPN Des Moines and and talked about what a tough year it has been for Brady.
0: This has been a really rough six months on his uh, personal life and family life, on his football and life. He once said this. He said, I'm getting tired of getting hit having played 23 years and he holds the ignominious record of most sacks against in the NFL, 45 years of age, you say, hey, do I want to get hit one more time? Mm-hmm. And the answer is really, no, yeah, I really don't want to, unless everything is clicking. And unfortunately it wasn't clicking this year. And, and so I think it was a foregone conclusion.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair thing to say. I mean, you watch – You heard me play the video of Brady, which, by the way, he recorded several days before he dropped it on The World on his Twitter page. If you watch that video, as somebody pointed out, the fire wasn't there. That wasn't competitive Brady. That looked like tired Brady. That looked like old 45-year-old Brady. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the guy's been getting hit. Tom Brady has spent more time as a professional quarterback in the NFL he spent more time of his life in that role than not. thats I mean, that statement alone tells you how long he's been doing it. He spent more time as an NFL quarterback than not of his 45 years on the planet. And I'm sad to see him go. I know some people are happy to see him go because you don't have to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl ever again. But it, you're never going to get a chance to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl ever again. And some people are relieved by that. But well, what Tom Brady re- retiring did changed a lot of the dynamic of the offseason here because now you have teams, at least one out west, that may have been interested in bringing Tom Brady in because there's a there's a whole different There are a lot of tiers of teams and their quarterback needs. You, know, you, you look at the Eagles, Jaguars, Chargers, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. They're set on quarterback. Maybe the the Cowboys are set on quarterback. They paid all that money to Dak. Maybe he's set. They paid a ton of money to Kyler in Arizona, even though he's about six months away from coming back from that ACL tear I just read this week. So they're probably set. But Brady was rumored to fill a gap in a couple of spots. And what does this mean now for those spots? And now, by the way, Tampa is a team that doesn't know what it's going to do. So I have the entire list of 37 free agent quarterbacks, plus Derek Carr, plus Aaron Rodgers. Now there's only, if you include Carr and Rodgers, in my mind there are only six legit get-me-to-the-playoffs, compete-for-a-division title. There are six quarterbacks that are even in this conversation about where do they fit, where would be a good spot for them to go. And there are 31 other guys. All right? There's about five that can win you six, eight games, maybe. Not going to make you a contender. I want to talk about where some of these landing spots are and tell you who those six quarterbacks are. I think you can probably guess if you're an NFL junkie like I am. But I got six. And we'll jump around with some of these coming up next here on ESPN Des Moines. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. White Stripes right here. Nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I never want to debate with anyone about who should get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and who shouldn't get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is easily one of my least favorite topics every year because people are always mad. What is Missy Elliott doing on the nomination list? Calm down, bro. (laughs) What is Dolly Parton doing on the list to get into the... She got in. It's ridiculous. It, it's like the people who get mad about the Super Bowl halftime show. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to get mad, death taxes, and people being livid about the Super Bowl halftime show. What is the Super Bowl halftime show this year? Rihanna. Oh, yeah, Rihanna. I mean, there's a real good shot Jay Z is going to show up, so they can do that song, that New York. There's a really good chance it's going to happen. I don't care. Dude, I'm a 41-year-old dude from the suburbs. I got my halftime show last year, all right? That that show was for me. I sat through The Who. I sat through McCartney. I, I was at the one in Detroit when the Stones played, all right? Yo, ladies, you got shirtless Adam Levine and Maroon 5. Kara, he may not be your cup of tea. I don't know. Ladies, you got that's what, last year when it was Dre and Snoop and Eminem. That was great. I loved 50 Cent hanging upside down. That was a great halftime show. And I know my dad hated it. <laughs> He's in his 70s. I know my dad hated that. Then it was a successful Super Bowl halftime yeah, show. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> like, my the, the, when the game is going on at my house, and I'll get to these quarterbacks, <laughs> when the Super Bowl was going on last year, Bengals and Rams, and we had two other couples over, all right? It was just three dudes watching kids were running around till about halftime. When the you know we we had it was sucked because my wife wanted to watch the halftime show too. But like halftime hit at baby bedtime, and it was the worst because we're trying to like run a kid up so we get back down. Run a kid up diaper. Run up down. We got three of them, and now they're all four three and three. Last year they were three two and two. So it, it was it was like everything had to coincide with. Baby, okay, one kid gets to watch the halftime show because we're not going to miss this. But we had the dudes were all watching the game. And then when halftime hit, the living room was full because we now had like eight people in there. And everybody wanted to watch. And it was awesome. And this year, it's Rihanna. And I'm sure it'll be great. Rihanna's absolutely fantastic. One of the most talented females I've ever seen. One of the most talented performers ever. Um, And I know people are going to hate it. People were mad. Why isn't Pantera doing the Pantera's never going to do the halftime show, all right? You might. You might get a Metallica. Maybe. Maybe next year because they're going to go on tour. They're doing this big, gigantic world tour. It's two days in every city. You might. and I, Maybe not. I don't know. You might get a Metallica. But you're never going to get anything heavy. All right? Never. You might get a country show. You know, like, I think Chris Stapleton would put on a heck of a halftime show because that dude can sing. He's coming here, right? Didn't I just see he's coming to uh, the well? So, yeah, it's Rihanna doing the halftime show. They say Jay Z is favored to show up. Like, you can bet on who's going to be there. It's going to be pretty neat. All right. Back to football. If you're just tuning in, uh, my name is Mike Wickett. This is Wickett's World here on ESPN Des Moines. Uh, the NFL, I wouldn't say was rocked when Tom Brady retired, but it changed a few things in the national football league about who can go where because let's say there are 9 empty seats 9 teams looking for a quarterback either in desperate need could use an upgrade want to shake things up let's say there's 9 all right maybe maybe 8 well tom brady was one of those guys that could go that could go to a team looking for a quarterback but now that brady's gone That doesn't take a seat away. What that does is it makes the value of these other guys, the price on these other guys, go up, including my guy Aaron Rodgers. Because as you know, the Packers are rumored to want to move on to give Jordan Love his time. Here's ESPN's Chris Canty on what Tom Brady's retirement does for teams like Green Bay. Now
0: you wonder where teams like San Francisco and Las Vegas are going to pivot in terms of finding somebody that's going to be a difference maker at the position because the Las Vegas Raiders moving off of Derek Carr a year after they gave him a contract extension, they clearly want an upgrade at that position. And there aren't too many guys that are going to be out there that are there to be had that are clear and obvious upgrades. But the two guys that we expected this offseason, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, one of those dominoes just got knocked off of the board. So it's. It's going to be fascinating to see how it works out, but it feels like a situation if you're Brian Gutekunst that you might want to reevaluate your position on wanting to move Aaron Rodgers just because of the landscape of the NFC now that Tom Brady's gone.
1: See, I I thought about this cut in the very end about the landscape of the NFC now that Brady is gone. If Brady was to come back and play for Tampa, it wouldn't change my mind, I think, on where the Buccaneers are at in the hierarchy of the National Football League. Obviously, that is a team that went through a lot of issues all along its offensive line this year and didn't really compete. Were they just a bad year and they needed to just tweak it a little bit, a little bit to go from 8-9 and nine back to 13-4? and four? I don't think so. I don't think in my mind I necessarily agree with Canty, who you can hear weekday afternoons here on ESPN Des Moines. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But I will say, Brady, now gone, opens the door up for a Rodgers to, to Vegas? Because the other part of that cut, by the way, that was really interesting is the Raiders want an upgrade. Who is an upgrade from from Derek Carr that is out there and you can get? So I have the list, 37, un- uh, 37 free agent quarterbacks, restricted and unrestricted, 37 of them. Six of them, I believe. One, two, three, four free agents, Carr and Rodgers. Four of them that are, you know, not Carr and Rodgers. Six quarterbacks, I believe, are actual playoff-bound quarterbacks. The other 31 are either guys, just guys, regular dudes, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Mike White, Taylor Heineke, guys that can win you six games a year. Teddy Bridgewater. You know, nobody's looking at Joe Flacco or Case Keenum. I mean, the list is not great. But the four guys, along with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, that you can get are Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and Lamar. Now, I don't know if any of those guys are better than Aaron Rodgers, not named Lamar. All right, Lamar Jackson, 25 years old. But the problem for Lamar Jackson, as you know, A, He wants the Deshaun Watson uh, contract with the $235 million guaranteed. He's not going to get that from Baltimore. They've never been a team that has splurged like that. And Lamar Jackson has not finished the last two years because of knee injuries. I personally would never give Lamar Jackson $250 million guaranteed just like Deshaun Watson got. It has nothing to do with ability because Lamar Jackson, when healthy, I believe, is the most dangerous weapon in the National Football League. But two years already in a row, he has not been able to finish because he runs a lot. And Lamar Jackson's standalone passing value does not put him on the level of the other MVP candidates. You take away Lamar's legs, he is not an MVP candidate. But with his legs, he's there with Mahomes, he's there with Burrow, he's there with Josh Allen. And I think right now we have to start including Jalen Hurts Who's a finalist for the trophy this year in that conversation? So, is Lamar a better option in Vegas than Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? I don't know. When healthy, yes. Jimmy Garoppolo, he is not a better option than Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Daniel Jones, 25 years old. If you watch the first playoff game this year against Minnesota, you would think that the Giants quarterback, who's an unrestricted free agent, you would think that Daniel Jones was an all pro but that's more because Minnesota sucked. Minnesota had played like they had never seen a mobile quarterback in their entire lives. Watch what happened the next week. Daniel Jones looked like the one that frustrates a lot of, that has frustrated a lot of Giants fans for the last 5 years, 4 years. And then there's Geno Smith. Was this the aberration year for Geno Smith or is he really that good? He's 32 years old. Think about that. Geno Smith is 32. You know, Rodgers is 39. Carr, I believe, is 34, I want to say. Are any of those guys, ones? Are, can you tell me that you're ready to pay Geno Smith, an unrestricted free agent, Daniel Jones, an unrestricted free agent, Jimmy Garoppolo, an unrestricted free agent, or Lamar, who would have, who's, who's going to be an unrestricted, he's going to probably get franchised, all right? He's going to make his $40 million a year, and they might tr- uh, trade him. So without Brady being a, land, a guy who can go land in Vegas, is Rodgers the best option, someone you would mortgage a lot for? There's already talk of Darren Waller at a pick or two going back to Green Bay for Rodgers. But also, could he wind up with the New York Jets? They have obviously said, Saleh came out last week. Robert Saleh, their head coach, came out last week and said, we're looking for a veteran. Now, are they going to swing for the fences with Rodgers or Geno or Daniel Jones or Jimmy G or Lamar? And I realize that a lot of franchising and things can happen and it's not just as easy as they're, they're free agents, I'm going to sign them. We're going to offer them the moon. There's a lot of stuff that plays into it. But if if you're the Seahawks, can you afford to let Geno Smith go? If you're the Giants, can you afford to let Daniel Jones go? If you're the Baltimore Ravens, are you cool with Pro Bowl fourth alternate Tyler Huntley as your quarterback? I mean, these these teams... The, the the chairs are open right now in New York. The chair is open in, in for the Jets. The chair is open right now in Indianapolis. The chair is open in Carolina. The chair is going to become open in Vegas. The chair is open probably in New Orleans. Is the chair open in Atlanta? Do they love Desmond Ritter that much? What about in New England? Are you sold on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi? They're playing the Packers. Zappie looked pretty good. I mean, what about Tampa Bay? We don't know what's going to go on with Tom Brady. Or with the Tampa now that Brady is gone. And so there's, you know, there are teams out there that I'm certain already know their quarterback situation. Cleveland, they better get more out of Watson. Denver, new coach, and Sean Payton, they better get more out of the, than they've gotten out of Russ. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins had a statistically good year. They won 13 games. Ask a Viking fan how happy they are with Kirk Cousins. You know, when Jimmy G he's not going back to San Francisco, but it sounds like Purdy's elbow injury is bad. Like, out for the year bad. Now, that's the rumor, according to one doctor who was on the Dan Patrick show. But if it is a torn UCL, that's a nine-month recovery, ten-month recovery, maybe an entire year recovery for Brock Purdy. And what about Trey Lance. If if this if he was healthy right now going into the season, you would have to give the job to Brock Purdy because of the the way the team played the rest of the the season after Lance got hurt and then Jimmy G got hurt. So you see when these pieces start moving around and Garoppolo maybe a little different because they already might have their guy over there in San Francisco, but who's going to start? So when pieces start moving around, that opens up more seats, including you know, what it means for the San Francisco 49ers. And here's ESPN's Adam Schefter talking about Tom Brady, obviously not going to San Francisco. So what does that mean? If he had played, you think that those would be one of the places that he might wind up, which would be
0: one fewer spot that Aaron and the Packers would have to choose from. That's it. Whether you consider that to be a factor on Aaron Rodgers or not, there's now one more chair in this
1: quarterback carousel this off season whether that's for Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or whoever it is, right? One fewer team now has an obvious quarterback solution. Yeah, and Let's say Lamar gets traded. What's the Ravens' plan? What are the Ravens going to do? They're not going with Huntley. They have to have something up their sleeve. They just uh, got rid of their offensive coordinator. And then, of course, there are teams like the Texans and Colts that could take a quarterback. You know, near the top of the draft. Although the Texans screwed themselves out of having complete control of drafting Bryce Young. You know, Davis Mills, he's a guy. I don't think Davis Mills is going to win you too many playoff games. But if you're the the Texans or you're the Colts, are you looking for a vet? Are you looking to go with C.J. Stroud? Are you going to go with future draft bust Will Levis? The dude from Kentucky? I mean, there's all kinds of different things at play right now. Do you sign, do you try to find a vet to mentor one of these young guys? If you're the Colts or if you're the Panthers or whatever, the Jets have to, like there's, it's a crazy carousel right now. And we all are waiting. You know what we're all waiting on? We're all waiting on 12, my 12, Aaron Rodgers. That's what we're waiting on. And I love this. So Aaron Rodgers, he was, he's playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's getting ready to tee off. And they announce him, right? They say, now from Chino, whatever. I don't think they're going to say from Green Bay. They announce Aaron Rodgers. And then the dude who's announcing Rodgers, you can hear kind of an echo because he's on the microphone. Here's what he asks 12. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? (laughs)
0: Not going to
1: San Fran. <laughs> you look great with a Cowboy star on your helmet. <laughs> not happening. But he's not going to San Francisco. We we know that because the Packers have basically said, and Schefter reported this, they're not trading into the NFC. Good. Whether it's Vegas, maybe it's the Colts, maybe it's the Jets, or the Patriots – those are, I think, the big four landing spots for Rodgers should this happen. And the big thing everybody's waiting on is just whether or not he's going to come back and say, I'm playing. And I told you earlier, because Brady retired and Brady's going to be the main event in Canton five years from now, Rodgers' ego will not let him be number two. All right? That's just absolutely not happening. So everybody who's out there like Herm, we're not going to hear from Herm Edwards, because I'm going to get to a break. But everybody like Herm Edwards who's saying, the Packers have to make a decision. The Packers have to make a decision. The Packers are already making their decision. They're just waiting for Rodgers to say, I'm coming back. And he's already said he's not doing anything till after the Super Bowl. And the trade deadline, sorry, the new league year when they could actually make a trade, doesn't come till the middle of March. So if you thought it sucked for the last couple of weeks, waiting on Rodgers to make a decision, you really don't have anything to get excited about for the next Six weeks. Cause no trade can happen until March fifteenth. All right. Then the draft happens in April. And then if they still want to trade him after the draft, they'd save a little cap money. They trade him after the draft, but they wouldn't be able to get picks. So it's like if you are gonna do the full move, the full rebuild, you rip that bat that Bandaid right off. You just tear it off. You send Rogers to wherever you get your picks, and then these other dominoes, I believe, will start falling. We'll see where Jimmy G goes. We'll see who the second choice was for the Jets. Or we'll see where the, you know, the second choice for the Giants was, if Daniel Jones winds up going. It's all of this has waiting on the old man in Green Bay, who's currently playing in Pebble Beach. The best soundbite of the week next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des
0: Moines.
1: 102 one FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. My name's Mike Wickett. Happy Friday to you. This is Wickett's World. Coming up, I do want to get to greatness that I watched last night. Again, it's unbelievable how fortunate we are here in the state of Iowa uh, to watch what I believe is the greatest female basketball player I've ever seen in my life. She's just unreal. I'll get to that. But the best sound bite of the week. I loved it. Now, I spent a lot of time living in Kansas City for a while. A lot of my friends are Chiefs fans. I think if I'm not rooting for the Green Bay Packers to win, I want my friends in Kansas City to be happy. So I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs coming up in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But I would have rewind. Six days, AFC Championship game. You remember all of the trash talk coming from The Cincinnati Bengals, when Eli Apple called Arrowhead Burrowhead in honor of Joe Burrow. After the game, see Patrick Mahomes just trying to talk to Tracy Wolfson, and here comes Travis Kelsey with the best soundbite of the week. One.
0: Woo! Burrowhead, my ass. Woo! It's Mahomes'
1: house! I think my favorite part of that soundbite, you have to see it, All right, you have to be able to see it, but like Mahomes is doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson, she's doing her job, he's answering questions, whatever. Here comes Kelsey the Madman, and you can kind of see Mahomes' right arm trying to box Kelsey out of the frame. It's like, oh come on, because Travis is a wild man. Mahomes is so straight laced; he always says the right thing. He's a good soundbite because he's always twenty-two seconds, and he always praises the right people. And you never know what Kelsey's going to say. He's like, oh man, we got to get, we got to get this guy out of here. It was awesome. Fantastic. Now, did you hear what the dork of a mayor in Cincinnati had to say last Friday? So Cincinnati, 3-0, Burrow, 3-0 against Mahomes. And the city of Cincinnati released this on Friday. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pureval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. What a dork. Who thought that was A, funny, and B, a good idea? Normally, I think trash talk is fine. It doesn't really fire it. The Burrowhead thing was probably pretty dumb of Eli Apple to say on camera, we'll see you in Burrowhead. But then that thing comes out. I had never seen a team that you could just sense was mad and disrespected like the Chiefs were and the way they played last Sunday. So they win. And afterwards, Travis Kelsey, they actually give him the microphone up on the stand and the madman goes wild.
0: Hey, I've got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> you got to fight for your right
1: to body. When they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and they had their victory parade through downtown Kansas City, it actually went right by my old apartment. I was like, oh, man, I could have seen the, begin- the very beginning, the north end of downtown. It went right by my apartment. They were showing it on TV, and I was streaming the local channel down there, and I was like, that's where I used to live. And everybody was waiting for Travis Kelsey to get to the microphone and see what he was going to say. Cause they were just so drunk <laughs> as most 25-year-old Super Bowl champion, you know, teams are after three straight days of party, and let's put them on stage and give them microphones and see what happens. And it was it was awesome. Kelsey's a madman. And he's also probably the greatest tight end in the history of the National Football League. So it's like he's great. He backs it up and he's I would say if you if you want to make a small amount of money, anytime touchdown for uh, for Travis Kelsey, get out of here on this last night. Fortunate to watch the great Caitlin Clark play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Forty two points last night, her fourth forty point game against an AP top ten team. The way she handles the ball, the way she commands the court, easily the best women's basketball player I've ever seen in my life. She's a junior, which means we get to see her again coming up next year here in the state of Iowa before she goes on to the WNBA. Awesome. Awesome to get to watch her last night. That is it. We are out of here. Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. Thank you for listening. My name is Mike Wickett here on ESPN Des Moines. Have a great weekend.